0: Robots Radio, games, lore, stories, community. Just press play. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor.fm, the absolute best and easiest way to host your podcast. And get paid for it by running ads just like these. And take it from me, I've hosted at least seven of my podcasts on Anchor.fm. I recommend it to every show on our network. And other hosts are going to charge you upwards of $100 every year just to run your podcast on their host. Anchor.fm does it for free. So go check out Anchor.fm for more information. Robots Radio presents... The Cyberpunk Lorecast. Welcome to the Cyberpunk Lorecast, where style is just as important as substance. Welcome to the podcast where we explore the lore, news, and gameplay of the Cyberpunk games and other dystopian worlds. I'm your host, Robots. All right, cyberpunks. You know, you know how Logan, you know how everybody who does anything cyberpunk always calls everyone chumbas, right? Cuz yes. that's one of the slang terms, right? I've been purposely not doing that because everyone does it. Like the, like the the alternative kid, the 90s alternative kid in me. It's like, if everyone's doing it, then don't do it, because that's not cool anymore. But, I mean, it's cool to call everyone. So, what's up, Chimbas? How's it going? Welcome to Cyberpunk Lorecast. <laughs> um, so, anyway. Hey. Hey, guys. This is the Cyberpunk Lorecast. I am Tom, or Robots, your host here, as usual, with my buddy, Logan. Logan, how's it going?
1: Good. Good. Lots of cool stuff that happened in Night City this week. So, look, looking forward to getting into yes. this. Yes.
0: Yes, lots of news in Night City. Uh, Logan's going to be taking the news portion of the episode today, and we're going to start off with that first, and then stay tuned, because the second half of the show We hinted at this a little bit last time, because we started kind of talking about some of the other stuff we were researching, and we were looking at some of these um, awesome All the awesome gear, and we're going to be talking about some of these assault vehicles, and the kinds of I don't know, just different kinds of vehicles that Are in the tabletop RPG book and will most likely, some of these are gonna be showing up in the game, I would think, because what we're seeing in 2077 seems very, very close to the source material. Uh, Maybe a little bit more futurized because 2077 is a good, you know, almost 50 years after uh, 2020, but a lot of these are gonna be influences. So um, before we get into any of that, let's start off with some news. Logan, we've got a bunch of stuff to go over what what happened this week
1: man so much uh i ended up going down the rabbit hole as we we started getting stuff so i wanted to kind of start off because not that long ago we actually got um a the kind of the announcement for the the new gen of nvidia graphics cards so yeah. one of the really cool things. Yeah, and it oh man, I'm so I'm RTX so tempted. 30 series. Yeah, 3070, oh, so 3080,
0: 3090. The 3090 is like bigger than the Xbox Series X. Did you see the comparisons on that?
1: Yeah. It's just it's gigantic.
0: It's, I don't know how that thing sits in your motherboard and doesn't like collapse your whole inner in PC. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's insane. There's a ton of of really good videos out there. But one of the cool things that I saw was uh we got a new cyberpunk trailer um which kind of shows off like what the what the 30 series is going to offer and i have been like trying to understand the the rtx on versus the rtx off and there's been some really good memes out there about how people have like you know something that's really really low grade and then you you get the rtx and you're just like Ugh. i didn't know if i wanted to see that but there it is so with the RTX 30 series uh this trailer shows off some of the 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 benefits to ray tracing and looking at the difference between when they had ray tracing and when they don't is really pushing me to either like get the series x or the playstation 5 or just upgrade my entire console system because i don't know if i want to live in a world without these without the ray tracing at this point it looks without real lights (laughs) yeah yeah the the reflections, I think, is what really kicked it off to me. Uh looking looking in a mirror or a sheet of glass and seeing everything very clearly, I'm like, wow, did we have we not been playing games where you can have this? Like I feel like we mm-hmm. haven't like it just has not really shown that off. Um, but it just it's goes been to simulated. show simulated. Yeah. Yeah. It's been simulated, yeah, but it hasn't it, actually
0: it, been like real reflections.
1: Yeah. yeah. So I I just I I had to kind of I wanted to talk about it because it just seems it seems insane that we're getting to the point now where simulation is really getting close to actual like real life at this point. And the hardware ray ray tracing that they're promoting is awesome. And I'm Mm -hmm. happy to see that, uh, cyberpunk is continuously just like promoting how amazing this game is going to be. So I was just really excited when I saw that I wanted to, to go out and order one of these graphics cards and, just really waste a lot of money on on a whole new system, so that's always a <laughs> yeah. fun fun dilemma.
0: Yeah, I'm very tempted to pick one up. Um, I just I don't know. I'm a graphics snob when it comes to this stuff, and yeah. I just when the game comes out, I want to just turn everything all the way up. And I've I've got a 34 inch uh, ultra wide monitor, uh, 1440p, but it's ultra wide, so it's not quite 4k, wow. but it's still. I'm um, being that it's wider, it's more cinematic, and, and you feel like I don't know more in the screen, in mm. a way. Yeah. Um. So so to be able to turn that up with all of the settings and everything sounds so
1: appealing. That's gonna be so nice. I can't wait. But we uh. Oh man, there's so okay. So another bit of news that we got: the YouTube channel for Cyberpunk Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven uh rolled over on one million followers. And they ended up releasing uh, a new song as a result. Um, that's called "Hole in the Sun" by Point Break Candy, which is uh, actually uh, Rainy uh, Shockney featuring Koss and Conway. Which makes no sense to me, but the song itself is is really awesome. So I wanted to to kind of let people know if you know if you haven't if you've been following the music and you've been enjoying it, and so far it's been a lot of like punk. Uh, this is kind of the first instance where we're getting. Our first bit of non-punk uh, audio for for the game it kind of reinforces like we're gonna get a lot of different types of music as we as we get into this game so it was, it was kind of nice to get a little variance on what we have been seeing for the most part. Yeah, but yeah, and you, a million a,
0: a million people. I haven't listened to it yet, um, but a mm. million people seems like I mean that's pretty huge for that's, YouTube. Yeah, totally. That's a lot. That's and in a, a very short time. You know, mm-hmm. it, it just shows the uh, the volume of interest in the uh, the product.
1: Yeah. So on top of that, uh, we got a lot of good tweets from Cyberpunk. Apparently, they now have like the Xbox Series X consoles over there, and they've had a chance to to really kind of play around with it. And it's just they keep they keep posting stuff that's gonna that keeps building up this hype. Um, the one thing that I I was really surprised about that just came recently was uh we found out some numbers from how much money uh cd project red has spent on the development for cyberpunk 2077. did you see the the number by chance
0: yeah yeah it uh um a hundred and where was it um 100, I was just
1: 121 looking at this. million dollars 121 yeah. million dollars like i i i can't even fathom how much money you spent like we're we're getting the art book and we're getting the rpg books and we're building a lore podcast off of that can you imagine spending 121 million dollars <laughs> on the development of this game like holy cow yeah that's
0: we're talking major hollywood blockbuster budget at this point yeah I mean, yeah that's that you could make you know an avengers movie for 121 million dollars. so yeah. they are clearly uh anticipating some level of return Greater than that, and probably multiple times greater than that over the course yeah. of the next four or five years. Um, and there's been a lot of, you know, they've they've got the attention. Everyone's paying attention, and I, I think it also goes to show why they've been so careful to slowly trickle trickle out reveals to push back the dates when things didn't feel perfect. Um, they are they're focusing on quality and. Uh, that's you know <laughs> that's where they're hanging their hat these days is is quality and doing everything right and um and this kind of relates to the Witcher three uh, news about the Witcher three coming to the the new consoles with new lighting effects and all of that stuff um, and that was kind of surprising to me too you know with ev- with everybody who's working for this company right now. Uh, you know, just f- focusing on getting 2077 out and for the, ready for the public, they still have a significant portion of the company working on, you know, retooling The Witcher 3 for new consoles and stuff. Uh, they're clearly yeah. focused on, on, you know, just that, that wow factor, that extra polish, and then to keep on improving as things go, even once things are out.
1: It really feels like they're they've done a lot to try and build up the goodwill of the community so that the people will be will be up for it for this game. Because, yeah, uh, going in and putting retrace or ray tracing and uh, upgrading the the graphics for uh, Witcher 3 and then offering that as like a free upgrade to anyone that actually owns the game, like regardless of platform, like that's insane. Like, how do they accomplish that? Like, where 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 do they where does the money come from? that they're able to spend 121 million dollars on their fr- on their current game and still have the time manpower and funding to be able to update their their what is it five-year-old game now when 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 was witcher 3 i'm blanking yeah, five
0: or six years uh it's been so, out for a little while
1: yeah um and yeah. they just they they gave they gave people like the dlc who bought it like it, it's it's insane mm-hmm. but man yeah I, 18th, just,
0: 2015 so five and a half years almost
1: five and a half years they've they've put out some of the best uh expansions for that game that that anyone has ever played in a in a story you know driven game and now they're just updating it for free so i would not be surprised uh once cyberpunk you know gets long in the tooth that they're just going to continue offering this quality and and updates for for times to come like who, who knows what you know in five years from now when cyberpunk is is looking to be on the next console generation that what kind of things they can do with with the new hardware. It's it's oh man, it's so amazing. I, I absolutely love it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So and I this business model is is I don't know. There are so many companies that are so driven by uh, the The bottom line by what the board members want to make and profit for the next quarter and all of these things. And in order to do that, like there was a news article uh, that just came out about um, what was the new MMA uh, game from EA.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. UFC, you see this? like UFC, UFC yeah. Twenty twenty or twenty
0: twenty one four. I don't. I don't remember the number after the thing, but. Anyway, UFC, cool, cool game, you know, like, okay, yeah, I mean, it's the kind of game that I, I would consider picking up, because it looks like it, it's a lot of fun, you can compete with other people online, there's a lot of technical stuff around it, it's also very visceral, I would make a really dumb-looking character and take him into the ring with people online, <laughs> you know, like, it sounds, it sounds like a lot of fun, but then, you know, at, after all the reviews come out, now they update the game with real-world ads running in the game, and they've got to do this like nefarious crap that is gonna give them a bad name. And in the short term, yeah, it's gonna help them make money. They're gonna hit their, you know, the what they need for the bottom line. But it, it's just constantly chipping away from their goodwill from people caring about what they're doing. Um, instead of what CD Projekt Red does and really focuses on just quality, quality, quality and churning stuff out. And when you do that, people are still willing to pay 30, 40, 50 dollars for a game four or five years later because it's just so good. That's yeah. where the money comes from.
1: I, I really don't understand the the idea behind that. You know, EA is, is notorious for this kind of uh, uh, underhanded dealing for their customers and customers continue to to buy their products because they love the type of game that it is and they're the only ones that tend to make that type of game in in a world where i look at cd project red and what they're doing they're building a game that they're passionate about and they believe in and they know is going to to do well and they're willing to delay it but because they've done so many goodwill gestures to their community in the past that yeah, it, it was a bummer when it got delayed back in, you know, February. And it was a bummer when they delayed it again in June when we when we knew it wasn't gonna come out in September. But at this point, I'm I'm totally fine with that because whatever comes down the line with that company, I know that I'm gonna reap the benefits if I support them, as opposed to any other company that you know even if it's nintendo like if it's nintendo i'm gonna have to wait for them to uh, open up the vault and drag out three old games that i can't play anymore and stick them together in a cartridge and charge me full price for it and i'm like there's there are other game trilogies that got full remasters at a fraction of the cost and those games Mm -hmm. look and play way better why why isn't nintendo doing stuff like that so it's like CD Projekt yeah. Red, like the whole game industry, I think, could really do with a, a good hard look at what is doing well for CD Projekt Red and try and emulate that instead of continuously trying to just chip away at the reasons why we want to try and support other companies. Like I would I would follow CD Projekt Red anywhere they need me to go because of just how much they've how good they've treated me in in just the last few years worth of, of me keeping up with. Uh, Just cyberpunk alone, like, right. I don't get it.
0: Yeah, I think it comes down to corporate mentality and short term goals versus uh, privately owned mentality and long term goals. Um, It's, you know, we could go into it a lot more, but um, I think it's probably a good place to, to move on to the next item.
1: On, on the positive side, uh, we did find out that there's a new contest from CD Projekt Red. So not only are they looking to give us a boon on, on Witcher 3 and they're, they're trying to get us hyped up for C, C, uh, Cyberpunk 2077, but they're doing an illustration contest. Uh, the contest runs from now until October 6th. Uh, you have to go to the website to download the template so that you can create your own illustration. Um, so if you're an artist and you do a lot of drawings, uh, online, um, the illustration has to be done with the template and, uh, uh, with, with an outline of V's iconic ja- jacket placed in the center. Uh, the rest of the scene, including the style of the main character in the jacket, other characters, settings, etc., is totally up to your imagination and preference so all you have to do is just have v's jacket in in the middle of it with using the template and you can build a scene around that and the thing that they're doing with this contest is they are giving a collector's edition version of uh, cd project or, or excuse me cyberpunk 2077 and a cd project red uh and, and wacom tablet so you're getting an entire wacom tablet with the actual uh with the contest to whoever wins it so it's open to anyone uh, you just have to to use the template and you just have to create whatever you want keeping the jacket in there uh, by October 6th and i nice. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what these are similar to what they did with the uh with the the um, what was it the desktop rigs where you had to kind of build around the I think it was the HP omen uh yeah 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 I
0: believe, uh it wasn't it's the uh it was an alienware Alienware er, yeah. omen maybe yeah
1: you're right yep That's Mm -hmm. okay. Dell. So yeah, they, they had a contest similar to this, where you did a custom rig with the, the, uh, Alienware Omen and they, they kind of are doing something similar like this again, where now you've got a, an illustration contest out there. So maybe at some point they'll do another one before the launch. It seems like they like to do these to try and, uh, drum up a lot of like custom artwork and maybe they could do one based on cosplay um we've seen a lot of really good cosplay kind of crop up from uh from what is it uh i can't remember what their name is i just had it up uh ali and katrin cosplay so katrin and ali have uh their twitter and one of the things that we just saw was uh they came up and built their own version of the mantis blades uh, as like a cosplay like a working mantis blade which actually looks at, in, insane so the blade actually it's yeah, got it looks uh, nice. it has it already kind of erected out from their arm so you can actually kind of see um, where it's uh, where the blade is coming out and they've got all the cables and fibers that look like uh, muscles and uh, as a result that it kind of shoots forward and up and extends the blade but I never thought I'd see anyone actually be able to build a functioning mantis blade as a part of a cosplay um so I don't I don't know who these guys are but man they have they have sold me on on their their skills as far as like doing cyberpunk and in fact I think they did a um it uh, looks like they did a thermal katana blade as well too which just actually it looks actually amazing that's, nuts. that's nuts. so
0: <laughs> yeah they're, it makes me hope that we can get past all this COVID stuff and get back to, you know, like packs events where people show up and they're all their awesome outfits and contests on stage where people get to show all of this stuff off. I'm sure we'll see it in little, you know, home videos and things, too. But it's always fun to have, you know, big events to focus on these kinds of things.
1: Yeah, it's a real shame because I think E3 this year, uh, if cd project red had been there we probably would have seen some really awesome hands-on gameplay for this people probably would have had a chance to actually play through cyberpunk and had a good impression of it um i'm I'm really curious kind of going into the next couple months uh when we're going to get our next actual night city wire like we're kind of due for one and i'm thinking we might get one soon Mm -hmm. in lieu of uh of gamescom or um uh oh, i just blanked on what the other one's called what's the one that comes uh packs we usually get packs around this time yeah they're doing so, a
0: packs uh a kind of sort of packs at home i like a packs digital i just saw an announcement oh. for that too oh, so nice. um that doesn't mean that you know we won't see anything so hopefully
1: true yeah that'd be great that'd be great if they actually did some something to kind of show off that again it'll be digital so we probably Probably won't get any hands on with it, but uh, I, I'd love it if they actually had like a new Night City wire to kind of fall in line with the the PAX announcements and stuff. Um, really, really great. So if you if you want to kind of enjoy more CD Project Red, more cyberpunk, um, there's a company called Pure Arts out there uh, and on their website, they've got a new listings for some new statues that just came out. And if you've seen some of the uh, the the figures of of uh, V, both in the male and female version, and V's bike, uh, the Yaiba uh, Kusanagi, um, I think I'm saying that right. Uh, there's some new statues awesome. out there. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure we'll probably hear otherwise. But they've got some really great figures out there. Now I'm gonna let you know these figures look amazing. They are extremely expensive, but we're talking like the full V's jacket with a mantis blade coming out, the collar lights up. It is high quality, uh, which it shows because they're over two hundred dollars. In fact, one of them, just the figure alone, is two hundred and thirty dollars in America. But yeah. uh I've got some links for the show notes um to to kind of show off like if if you know if you're looking to get uh V on their bike, uh either the male or the female version with uh, the light up collar and stuff, there's some really new uh statues, some beautiful statues that just came out by Pure Arts. Um the the bike with V alone is six hundred dollars, but man, I would I would love to have that because it just it looks It looks absolutely amazing. Pictures do not do it justice, I'm sure, but it's even harder trying to describe just how good it looks for a podcast. Right, right.
0: Yeah, very cool stuff. Um, I'm going to save my money for my graphics card, but if you're a collector and you got the money to spend, (laughs) why not, right?
1: Pretty much. (laughs) Yeah. Um, We had a nice little tweet that came out from CD Project Red uh, from the Cyberpunk account that that congratulated on Keanu Reeves. Uh, September 2nd was his birthday. He ended up turning 56. So just wanted to shout out to Keanu Reeves. Happy birthday, buddy. Appreciate you in so many ways. You have no idea. You'll never hear this, but I'm okay with it.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he listens to our show. Hey. Hey, Keanu.
1: Yeah. Thanks hey, for tuning how's in. it going? Hey, Mr. I just Reeves. checked
0: out uh, the new Bill and Ted's. Uh, it was pretty awesome. I really, I laughed a lot. It was <laughs> great. Uh, lots of, lots of funny, funny moments. Um, you, you did the Ted thing really well, you know, 25 years later, however long it's been since you've been dead. Uh, it was really <laughs> good. It's really, really good.
1: It's really, so um, yeah, it, it's just, it's kind of cool that they're celebrating it and that, that he's had so much success and uh, it's, yeah, be excellent to each other. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, chat. Um, I think the last thing that I had that was uh, interesting is if you're a fan of Rockstar Energy Drinks, uh, Cyberpunk and CD Projekt Red are doing a, a collaboration with them. Um, You can go out, look for the uh, cans that are out there that have the cyberpunk uh, aesthetic on them. I know, I think they've also got like a halo infinite as well too, but um, you can start getting codes and hanging on to them because uh, as of the recording in 25 days, you'll be able to start unlocking those codes. And the interesting thing about the, the codes is that with these, you can actually unlock digital comics. Uh, So there's um, three codes that you would require to get uh, three different comics. And it's in a series of comics that are titled, Where's Johnny? And I really want to check these out, because it, it, it's I'm hoping-
0: It's titled... <laughs> not wait, it's not titled, Here's Johnny. It's no. <laughs> titled, Where's Johnny? Those are very different
1: things. <laughs> <laughs> Did I say, Here's Johnny? Oh my God. No,
0: no, you didn't. it okay. just popped in my head. And I was like, that That'd would be, be a completely different comic.
1: They really should have Johnny's face like in the middle of like some wood in the door. Just, yeah, yeah, in the door, yeah. and he's got his mantis <laughs> arm through the actual door. That'd be that would be awesome. He's,
0: yeah, his 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 uh his silver metal arm is like th-
1: through the door, and he's like, "Oh God, where is Johnny?" Yeah. Somebody needs that art. We need that art, please. Somebody make we, we uh, that uh, art. <laughs> somebody make that, please. <laughs> so um, but yeah, uh, we have to wait for 25 more days. Uh, so in a month, they'll they'll uh, unlock. Um, the cool thing is, is that the the comics aren't the only thing that you can earn with the codes. You can actually earn uh, Xbox gift cards. You can earn uh, cyberpunk um, Arctis uh, headsets, and I think there's a grand prize to actually win a custom car in the theme of of Cyberpunk. So, you know, yeah, one lucky crap. soul out there is going to get a really awesome car as a result of drinking Rockstar. So, I don't know who you are, but <laughs> I, I would love yeah. to get a ride. <laughs> Maybe if if yeah. anything, <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Just so, don't drink a ton of Rockstar because then you'll have a heart attack before you actually get to drive the car. So,
1: and you you just be know what with that. Don't be that that person that goes into the store with your phone (laughs) and take a picture of all the codes on the cans and then redeem them without buying them. Because, you know, some of us aren't that smart. All right. Some of us actually just buy the cans and drink them and then wonder why we've got really, really bad stomach aches later on. And we're extremely hyper. Yeah, Brad, we're talking to you, buddy.
0: Yeah, Brad. I saw Brad. I saw you at the Circle K, Brad. Wasn't
1: wearing a mask either, Brad. Yeah, Brad. Jeez, Brad. (laughs) So, are you looking forward to these comics? Are you going to dive into these? Are you going to go out and buy Rockstar and Um, get the codes? I don't know that I'll do the Rockstar thing, but I
0: I do like comic collectibles when they come out for uh, games. Um, mm-hmm, I used to collect mm-hmm. comics like that was a big thing you know, as a teenager oh. um, and so they do have like a special place in my heart I've got like boxes in my closet full of like bagged comics that are still in like mostly good good <laughs> condition um, You know, what's really okay side note What's really interesting is that I started collecting comics in the early 90s. Uh, I was like middle school high school age. And right when the X-Men revamped in the early 90s and and re-released like a uh, X-Men 1 and Uncanny mm. X-Men 1 yeah. right when that happened. Um a few issues before that, uh when the new mutants were wrapping up and that became X-Force is the comic that Deadpool was first in. That was the first uh ep- it's not episode first viewing or whatever the word is of Deadpool. I yeah. started collecting comics two comics later, and went back and bought back episodes of comics to the to the comic right after Deadpool's first uh, a reveal or whatever. So I don't actually have that comic, even though that comic in like perfect <laughs> condition is worth like a thousand dollars or something. And I, and I was like, it just <laughs> thought, it dawned on me a few years back. I was like, Deadpool's like huge. All of a sudden, there's movies coming out. People. Do I have Deadpool's first? Maybe, and I dug through all my <laughs> comics in the boxes, and, and sure enough, I have the one after that. I don't actually have that one, um, oh, and man. I kept them all in bags and everything. I was so good for, especially for being like a kid, you know.
1: That's killer. Anyway, that's such a yeah. I know that's such a shame. Super so. bummer. Because
0: yeah. Anyway.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. I, I collected uh was it Ghost Rider for a long time, and then they started doing crossover comics, and I lost track of what was going on. And of course, I'm a kid, so I don't have a car to drive down to the comic store to be like, "Hey, where's Ghost Rider going, and how do I keep up with this?" And uh, uh-huh. so I just I ended up losing track of it, and I was really bummed out, and I have no clue where those are, but I'm sure they're probably worth a lot of money if they are still in the condition that I left them in. Sadly. <laughs> Oh, uh, um, so,
0: M Fantasy in chat says, speaking of comics, Cyberpunk 2077, Trauma Team is coming out soon. Yeah, that was yes. the thing, too.
1: Yes. Yeah, from yes. Dark Horse. Let me see if I can oh, find man. out. They said, Ugh. actually, September 9th, four days, 22 pages. That's coming. And that's available yeah. on Amazon as well, too. So if you guys have uh, Kindle or Comicsology, uh looks like in America, at least, it's $4 for the comic, which i can't remember them being does that sound about right i feel like yeah, that's it's a little it, high it's
0: inflation inflation has kind mm. of kept pushing the costs up maybe
1: i'll just have to go and That circulation to the i think is
0: yeah i think circulation is down too so like comics like that they're not expecting oh, to sell yeah. a ton of so they're a little bit more uh prestigious
1: prestigious mm-hmm. yeah well cool but yeah Cool. Comics. So we got uh, trauma team in four days, and we've got uh, twenty five more days before the Rockstar codes can be redeemed, and you can get the uh, get the Where's Johnny comic line, which might actually explain like how Johnny Silverhands in twenty seventy seven. I know that was a question we had last week. Oh, I'm kind of hoping mm-hmm. that maybe mm-hmm. we get a little backstory behind what happened to Johnny uh post 2022 and before 2077 so or 2022 2020
0: 20 was 2020 20 20. yeah yeah the um the storylines go a little bit after 2020 on some of the Mm. some of the books i think it was 2021 2022 uh some of the stuff that we were reading last time don't go on that
1: but i'm red's coming out after 2020 right
0: right red is like 2045
1: yeah i believe I wonder when this takes place then so many questions yeah I will have to wait and see
0: (laughs) well cool well let's uh let's move into the middle of the show i think that's it it for news right
1: yeah i think that's everything hopefully you guys uh enjoyed it hopefully we'll get something a little more substantial like a like an actual presentation wire to to dive into yeah
0: yeah Yeah. i'm sure there's going to be a continuing trickle of news i did see some posts with uh on reddit of Uh, a little bit of their marketing plan and it was like digital and then it was like certain ads and other events and everything starts to ramp up over the next two months. So I'm sure we'll have more and more news as we get closer and closer. Um, So exciting stuff. All right, let's move into the middle of the uh, middle of the show. Here we go. Hey, I'm Tom and I'm Stuart. And we're from the Dungeons and Dragons Lorecast. We talk about all things connected to D&D lore. And we're on the Robots Radio Network. So if you're into Dungeons and Dragons or you're into lore, then come check us out. You can find us on any podcatcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get podcasts.
1: Roll more dice.
0: That's the Dungeons and Dragons Lorecast. All right. So last time I attempted to thank all of our patrons... And we have 11 patrons, and the Patreon would not load. And as soon as we were done with the episode, it loaded. So I don't know. I don't know what was going on with that. But that means that I have 11 patrons who I either have or have not thanked in the past. And I'm just going to read through all of you guys because you guys are awesome and you are helping to support the show. And that means a ton. So let's just go down the list. Uh, Nikki, I'm sorry, Ricky N, uh, Shaka B. Mr. Lopez, 333, three, three, Megan T, Jesse R, Josh S, Frederick T, Cather N, Slade S, Eric M, and Coffee Berry. Thank you so much for all of you guys uh, for patronizing us. And that, that sounds weird, doesn't it? Uh, for for. Supporting our Patreon. There you go. (laughs) And um, (laughs) You guys are the best. Some of you guys even uh, are paying more than the base rate. The base rate is $3 a month. You get uh, episodes early, you get ad-free episodes, and if you want to pay more, because this is more valuable than just $3 a month, then you're welcome to do that. And Some of you guys have chosen to do that, so thank you very, very much. Um, In the future, we might Edit this add some extra tiers, do some other things, you know kind of expand that the show is going to continue to grow and evolve as we go um, But for right now, that's that's the setup and it, really you can just get in there for three dollars a month and get uh, it, What what you do? I don't know if you've ever done this before a lot of people haven't done this on patreon But if you do sign up on the patreon you get your own RSS feed for the podcast So as soon as I get done editing it I put it on patreon and it notifies your phone and you can attach that RSS feed to your Podcatcher. So it'll just kind of automatically sync. Um, So super cool. It's like your own special feed with no ads. So very, very cool stuff so thank you everybody for supporting the show also this show is brought to you by our sponsors if you look in the, look if you lick if you look in the show notes you'll see a list of our sponsors including uh, loot crate and green man gaming and GameFly and nord vpn and if any of those seem appealing to you then check out the deals that are in the show notes including um, G- green man gaming is actually a really good source i've, I've bought a lot of games through green, green man gaming and if you are looking at buying games digitally and getting good discounts and deals then regularly go check out their site because they have a lot of really awesome discounts and if you want to give us a little bit of a kickback all you have to do is use the link to get to the site and then if you decide like let's say you find like a game for like 70% off or something and you buy it having used our link it doesn't cost you any more and it gives us a little bit of a kickback. So it's it's like Amazon affiliate li- links, sort of. So um, so yeah, go check out those links. Uh, there's lots of good deals in there for all of those different things I brought up, and um, that helps support the show. So I appreciate it, guys. All right, let's move into the lore section of the show. So Logan... We talked a little bit about vehicles last time because there were like 29 different models of cars that they revealed that are going to be in 2077. And that made us think, okay, they've they've got to be pulling some of these from the source books. Well, here we go. I'm going to put this up on the stream. So if you are watching live right now or you're checking out the YouTube version of this, which will be uh, up after this, uh, when the regular episode comes out, you will see on the screen right now. Uh, some of the screens from this source book, and this is the uh, Maximum Metal source book, and it's—I don't—I hope it's not too large. I don't—it's kind of in between us here. Yeah, like, like, oh, maybe uh, this way. Uh, there we go. <laughs> We're holding the sides. There we go. We're holding it up between us. Um, and uh, mostly, I want this up on the screen just so you can get—you can see the pictures and the art and stuff. Uh, I don't think it's big enough for you to see necessarily all the details and things. Um, but. Uh, we're going to dig through some of the items in this, in this list, and um, let's just start. I'm just going to go in order, because all of these things are really, really cool. Um, there have been a lot of people, after the last episode came out, a lot of people responded and said... I want to see what motorcycles they have. I want a motorcycle. <laughs> I want a cyberpunk mo- motorcycle. And yeah, I get it. That sounds that sounds badass. Well, in this source book, there is the Dark Warrior Assault Motorcycle. And it says here, a military variant of the civilian Darkwing off-road bike. The Dark Warrior sports a pair of light machine guns in addition to improved armor. And that is the image on the screen right now. Um this thing is badass. Special equipment, it comes with, it's off-road capable, so you can see, like, the big, heavy tread tires on there. And, of course, it has a radio, because you gotta, you know, jam out to your tunes while you're shooting the bad guys <laughs> with your with your twin machine guns. This thing has two 5.56 millimeter machine guns in open mounts, uh, fixed position forward on the front of the bike. So, you know, while you're chasing somebody down the road, you can blow off their tires and You know ram them into the uh, building next to you Um, So very cool top speed 100 miles per hour Um, There's a lot of other details in here range 400 miles cargo 45 kilograms These all come from the source books because you can actually use these while role-playing so it has stats like uh, Crew one if it's just you as the rider nobody else can actually fit on it Um, maneuverability plus one Um, mass cost all of those kinds of things. Uh, we won't go into too much of the nitty gritty stuff because that doesn't make for good podcasts, but we'll, we'll kind of highlight some of the interesting bits. What do you think about um, that one, Logan?
1: I, I actually really like it. I think it's really awesome. The The thing that I'm noticing about the, the source book versus the the art books is just the general attention to to details. Like a lot of the details for this, Look pretty simple, but there's it's it's so interesting to see the the quality, just how cool stuff is like kind of uh changed over like the last thirty years. You know, we we when looking at the art book, I'm like, that is definitely dated. That is some '80s stuff right there. And then looking at like the the art book and and what CD Project Red is released as far as their their artwork, it's it's clear that there's a, a much better understanding of uh like balance uh you know just the details of of the bike and stuff so it's cool to look back and see kind of what they thought it would look like and then see that cd project red themselves have actually taken a lot of the design influence from the source books that they that that we're looking at right now and kind of brought that over into the the current design for 2077 Right.
0: Yeah. Um, and and there's some details in here too because they these are built specifically for certain types of campaigns and things. Um, so like uh, M Fantasy and Chat says 100 miles per hour is pretty slow for a cyber, uh, cyberpunk bike. This one is specifically an off-road bike, so it's not built for speed. It's not built for like gunning it down the highway and like chasing somebody down. This one's this is probably more of the type of bike that you might uh, be riding in. I don't know. Maybe as a nomad or as some sort of um, an assault yeah. caravan that's out in the, in you know, not in the city, that's out in the Badlands, that kind of thing. So, that's that's why I would, I would assume that it has a lower top speed than maybe what you would expect.
1: This is definitely what I would consider, like, a, a Militech escort vehicle for uh, between cities, you know, with a caravan. Like, they're out there scouting ahead. They need to get ahead pretty quickly, but they need to be able to traverse different types of things. And Having a vehicle like this, you're you're going to have to take, you know, some pretty heavy hits. And that's why it's probably got the forward facing guns, because it's anticipating you being out ahead of whatever's going on and trying to blow up whatever's trying to block the path of the caravan kind of thing. Think kind of, you know, Mad Max Fury Road style.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's what it, it brings to mind for me, too. Um, and I'm not going to highlight everything in this book. I'm just going to pick out some of the most interesting ones. Uh, this one here is pretty cool. It's on the same page. There's no picture for this one. The Arasaka Combat 10. And like I noted in this, we may, and, and like uh, Logan has noted, we may see evolutions of these. So when you're playing the game and you hear maybe of the Arasaka Combat 20 or something know that that might is probably an evolution of one of the items that is actually in here now I can't we haven't played so we don't know for sure if that's a thing, but it might be Um, So it says here the combat 10 is a sort of battlefield Taxi! I love this description. A wheeled APC that can head into fire and take it. Purchasers should be warned that this is an urban assault vehicle and should not be deployed in full-scale military situations. One hit from an ATGM or a heavy cannon and it folds up. But if the heavy stuff isn't flying, it's a good deal for the price. So this is kind of your... Uh, it's like your armored taxi in the city to make sure that you're escorting, you know, a VIP in safety, but you're not taking them into like the middle of a combat zone. Right.
1: Very much the so, uh, v- the vehicle of choice for fixers, I would imagine. Yes.
0: Yeah, this is this is if you're going to be a fixer and you're riding around. Um, it's, it's got pretty significant armor, uh, small crew of two, but passengers up to 10 so you can actually bring a uh, an entourage with you Um, some cargo space it's fairly expensive Uh, special equipment equipment includes cyber assisted smoke dispenser gas dispenser satellite uplink military radio light amplification autopilot navigation system and its off-road capable so it's fairly equipped to make sure that you can get from one place to another, that you're not going to get lost and you're going to be able to get over whatever terrain you need to in order to get there.
1: So yeah, really cool, cool to see. I, I'm going through. I've So while we were doing some research for this, I went through the and I, I caved and I bought the digital version of the art book. Um, I, I want the I want the hard copy, but I ended up getting the the, the digital copy for now. And one of the things that I noticed in the art book is uh, there's two very distinct styles of cars that are being represented for 2077. And some of the vehicles that we're talking about I think are kind of the direct evolution to some of the mid to lower tier of vehicles that we're going to be seeing in 2077, the stuff that's a little more 80s, a little more boxy. Um, one of the interesting things that I that I noticed was uh, after the fourth corporate war, there was a huge shortage in fossil fuels and they had to come up with some different types of fuels and things like that. And one of the interesting uh, aspects of this is that the, the source books actually reference how a lot of the vehicles had to be Converted to um, inductive wheels, which is is really funny considering the time that these were written. Uh, that kind of technology just did not exist, and now we're looking at things like Prius and Teslas using in in you know kinetic induction to recharge batteries on electric vehicles, and it's it's really interesting to just see how even during the time that they were building up these vehicles and and working out like how the technology would work in the future, that it has, you know, unbeknownst, I'm sure, to many, many manufacturers and and designers and, and engineers that the past is now turned into present and we're at the point where we're having these type of vehicles. So they don't look too different from what we're used to, but they have the technology that has progressed because of society just progressing forward, similar to cyberpunk.
0: Right, right. Yeah, solid points. So uh, the next one up on the screen right now is the Pan Europe Gladiator Armored Car, an EEC creation. This armored car is used by a lot of small countries that can't afford full-fledged MBTs. It does a fair job of making like a tank until a real tank rumbles onto the battlefield. So this is this is basically a an APC uh, wheeled. Armored vehicle with a large gun, a machine gun on top. And it's the kind of thing that if it was rolling down the street right now, you'd go, oh crap, and you would take cover and you would get out of the way. But on an open battlefield, this thing's not going to withstand too much from a, a solid, you know, major tank uh, cannon. Uh, special equip- equipment includes off road capable, uh, reactive armor, fire extinguisher, eight man hours of life support anti-laser aerosol linked to laser detector, four smoke launchers, military radio, radar rangefinder, autopilot, navigation system, light amplification radar, and radar detector. The weapons include a stabilized 75 millimeter cannon in turret with plus two targeting computer and eight magazines of shells. A 7.62-millimeter machine gun with two magazines is mounted alongside the main gun, and a 12.7-millimeter machine gun is atop the turret on a uh, pintle mount. So uh, it's pretty formidable. This is this is definitely an uh, anti-infantry-type um, vehicle for the most part, but it does have a kind of a, a main cannon
1: on it as well. Do you think we'll see this in-game?
0: Um I feel like we've seen things similar to this in the background of screenshots, but I can't put my finger on it. Does it look familiar? Something it really about does. this one looks familiar to me.
1: Yeah. That's why I wonder, because I, I I look back at some of the video, especially when we're talking to corpse and dealing with uh, Militech and stuff. Something mm-hmm. like these looks very, very familiar in the background. And I and I'm 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 hoping that this is yeah. something where we may actually have to fight against one of these things and that it may be, it may come up that we may have to figure out how to get inside one of them or how to disable it. But I love the, I love the, the, you know, the stabilized 70 millimeter cannon with an eight shell magazine, like, yes, please. I'll take one, <laughs> two. Can I have yeah, two? Yeah. We'll go with two.
0: <laughs> yeah. And the, um, life support, uh, chef in chat points out life support, uh, eight hours. Of Life support and um, I like that it has reactive armor as well so This is the kind of thing that makes sense in a video game like you go up against this with the kinds of equipment that you can Get in the game, and this is a formidable enemy. You know you go up against it with a, a real tank and it, it isn't um, but I can imagine that In the city. This is the kind of vehicle that comes out with like paramilitary forces in in the city, in order to quell like uh, a rebellion of some of the locals or, or that kind of thing. It's the kind of thing that pulls up behind, you know, the the men with the equipment that blocks the road. And then everyone goes, Oh, okay, I'm not going that way. <laughs> I'm turning yeah. around.
1: This is how you disperse yeah. a, a really good concert in front of uh, Arasaka Tower.
0: Right. Yeah. You pull a few of these up and they're, you know, they're throwing molotovs at it and the molotovs are just bouncing off and it's, it's not doing much. Um, yeah, so so there's that. Uh, let's cool. see, we've got some others here. The uh, I'm going to mess up some of these some of these names. Yakarichi uh, Ural BTR 15 APC. Uh, the BTR-15 is the Yu entry into the mercenary market, an uprated version of the infamous BTR-70 of last century. It's actually quite popular, used by many third world countries and Savoil, the main customer. It is not meant to stand up and fight armored vehicles. It's meant to get a squad onto the battlefield safely and cheaply and get them out again if necessary. So similar kind of uh, people mover light Kind of vehicle. Um, special equipment includes amphibious fire extinguisher, four man hours of life support, smoke dispenser with IR smoke, two smoke launchers, anti personnel grenade launchers, military radio, autopilot, or autopilot navigation system, off road capable. This comes with a fourteen point five millimeter machine gun and thirty millimeter cannon in turret. So a similar kind of vehicle, probably used for very similar kinds of situations.
1: Yeah, really cool. I I, it's it's amazing like the stuff that they were coming up with it'd be really cool to have some missions around around in this world and like future expansions if we have like some of the amphibious content that was in some of the source books to uh to to kind of play around with what is that yeah yeah so
0: this is the this next one check this out this is the Arasaka Riot 8 this seems like something we could also see in the games. Uh, A common sight on troubled streets, the Riot 8 is not a full-fledged combat vehicle, but can become a good facsimile in times of trouble. Special equipment includes cyber-assisted military radio satellite uplink autopilot navigation system off-road capable. It has a water cannon in a 360-degree open mount auto GL in 180 degree open mount on cab. The Riot 8 is open-tops and troops inside it only receive SP cover 75% of the time. So that's one of the game gameplay mechanics. Um, but this is the kind of thing that you pull up and you douse a, a group of rioters with and I mean I could totally picture this in-game. The uh, paramilitary group or the, you know, the very, I don't know, the militarized police force or whoever is coming in this thing, all climb out the sides of this and this thing starts dousing the crowd and they pull up their you know their shields and they they've got their helmets and their batons and they start pushing people back
1: a a lot of the the stuff that we're looking at looks like it would fit in really well with a night city riot the the i'm starting to wonder like just based on how many vehicles they created for the source book if you think that some of the gameplay that we'll be able to experience with cyberpunk 2077 will actually have us kind of inciting riots or, or drumming up uh, assaults like this, where they would require vehicles like that.
0: Oh, I, I I mean, it seems like that would fit thematically with the things that have been in the source books and that somebody like Johnny Silverhand has done. We've talked about that, right? It seems like a method for creating, opportunities you drum up people you create a riot you use that to sow some chaos and then you sneak into a building or whatever you need to do yeah totally totally. I wouldn't be surprised about that at all very cool Um, There's a few more of these. Uh, The Militech Commando is kind of a similar uh, amphibious off-road vehicle. Uh, For the low-budget buyer with anti-personnel security needs, Militech markets the Commando. At home in the city or in the country, if the Commandos can't handle it, get a tank. Amphibious, (laughs) <laughs> uh, amphibious, <laughs> off-road capable, radio, light amplification, searchlight, <laughs> autopilot, and navigation system. This comes with a 7.62mm machine gun and a 40 millimeter audio, auto GL in turret. Both weapons have an extra magazine in the body. So, another one of these, like, <laughs> you know, I don't know, take a bunch of uh,
1: infantry out kind of vehicles. God, that flavor text is amazing, because if the commandos can't do it, just get a tank. Just get a tank. Of course. You can drive
0: drive this in and drop a bunch of commandos off and kind of cover them with your big old guns.
1: Or you could just roll in with a tank. You know. Why didn't I think about the tank? Did we have a tank the whole time? We should have just used the tank. Why did we send the (laughs) (laughs) commandos in? (laughs) Brad, you forgot the tank
0: again. What oh, were you God. doing? I was I was busy taking pictures of cans at the store, Brad. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so oh. this is this is a cool one. The Peterbilt 2000. And there's a quote here that says the Peterbilt 2000, with the right options, one truck can be a whole convoy. This vehicle is representative of the rigs used by nomads and other cross-country truckers, including military convoys. Rough, ready, and rugged, the 2000 is easy to maintain, relatively easy on fuel, and can accept many different kinds of fuel with a little tinkering. A must for military service. So the picture here, uh, and if you're listening to this on audio and you really want to get the whole sense of this, uh, then go look up, uh, click the link for the Robots Radio um YouTube and you'll you'll be able to see the pictures on screen, but this is uh, it, I mean, it looks like a cyber truck, right? It looks totally. like a tractor trailer with, I mean, this thing could be the Optimus Prime of the future, you know, like it, it totally looks like.
1: I was it? just gonna say Optimus
0: Prime. Yeah, it's got this like Optimus like a, a sleek, more sleek version of Optimus Prime thing kind of going on, uh. But the the trailer also has what looks like these like hinged openings on the sides where like you could load it from the side or like personnel could spill out of it or whatever. Um, it also looks like the kind of thing that you could use as like a mobile command center. Totally. It kind of gives me that vibe as well. It looks so
1: cool. Um, I want one of these. I would love to do nomad and be <laughs> able to have one of these and roll up in night city and be like, are you getting back into night city? It's like, yeah. Did you see what's behind me? Because I'm taking this in. They're like, okay. All right. Well, just go right ahead. <laughs> we'll right, just pass right. that on. Yeah. yeah,
0: or if you were a nomad, you could just live in that thing.
1: That could I would be totally your, live in it. That
0: could be your home. You can just drive it around. That's your home. Um, <gasps> yeah, and and it can go 100 miles an hour. Like this thing's had a pretty solid top speed as well.
1: Can you well, imagine? You were, you were gasping, having the. Uh, I was just thinking, like, how cool it would be if you could have like the motorcycle like attached to the side of it, and that way, oh, like, if you if you parked it and you needed to go scout something, you just like. Burr, boom and it just drops the motorcycle next off of it and you just take the motorcycle out like oh god that would be so cool i would yeah, love something just, like that you keep the
0: motorcycle on the back like a like a bike yeah <laughs> like your like your family on vacation with the bike on the, on the back of the <laughs> truck yeah totally, totally.
1: oh anyway. man
0: um this this comes with uh, special equipment, radio, entertainment system, simple security system, radar detector, autopilot. Nap, auto. So, so you could just put this thing on autopilot, go to sleep in the back, and then wake up and you're where wherever you're going. Uh, navigation system, bed, mini freezer, microwave. See, you could totally <laughs> live in this. Can be cyber assisted for an additional three thousand EB or thirty thousand EB.
1: So that that's cool an interesting stuff. comment. You you mentioned the cyber assisted. Have you looked into the cyber assisted uh, stuff that they that they talk about in the source books much?
0: Not enough. I haven't. I haven't enough to really talk about it yet. But I I haven't have gotten. To, it sounds like you've been digging into this though.
1: So I I haven't gotten to dive a, a whole lot. But from what I was reading, uh, apparently after the fourth corporate war, uh, there was a huge decline in the auto industry, and that resulted in a lot of people hanging onto vehicles. And as technology progressed, they couldn't really afford to upgrade the car that much so what they would do is they would have um, these cyber drive uh, upgrades available and they were expensive but you could get them done to your car and what it would do is even though your car wasn't necessarily like top of the line futuristic or anything like that you could still kind of jack in digitally so a, a lot of in the same way that we're starting to see some of the technology kind of uh, disseminate from the, the higher value stuff now like we're getting Bluetooth and we're getting uh, uh, you know like like different features to be able to charge your phone in your car or you know be able to hook up your phone wirelessly to your car things like that kind of in in cars that we see nowadays this is kind of what the cyber drive was so you could have implants in your head and if you wanted to drive the car with your head or your head with your mind <laughs> uh-huh. sorry you just lean
0: on the steering wheel
1: with your head like bump right. it bump <laughs> it push yeah it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you if you wanted to drive your car with your mind, then you could get one of these cyber drive upgrades and it would be expensive. But you could jack into your car and actually, you know, use your 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 thoughts to be able to to decide what was going on and actually work in conjunction with auto drive and stuff It was it was really cool mm-hmm. that they were trying to trying to 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 you know get some of this technology down to some of the older vehicles until eventually they got to a point where they were the the auto market came back after they discovered some new types of fuel and we were starting to get some of the really really cool looking vehicles especially some of the ones that we see in like
0: 2077 yeah yeah <laughs> so i uh, hear elon musk has uh, some pigs that can drive your car for you <laughs> Uh, Anyway, uh, the next one has a really cool name. The GMI Wolverine. The GMI sells a lot of these armored cars to corporations that have a great deal of territory to patrol and aren't restricted by little things like the legality of shooting trespassers. It's got enough firepower to handle small arms, ambushers, and enough speed to outrun big problems. Uh, Special equipment includes its amphibious, fire extinguisher to smoke, Launchers, anti-personnel grenade launchers, military radar, radio scrambler, visual rangefinder, autopilot, navigation system, active IR sensors, light amplification, radar detector, searchlight, and it is off-road capable. This thing has a crew of three, but doesn't have any passengers, so it's it's mostly just a, a light assault vehicle, twin 12.7 millimeter machine guns, and a reloadable light ATGM in high-angle traverse turret, four magazines of 12.7 millimeter ammunition, two apiece. Each gun has 150 normal rounds and 150 AP rounds, and five extra ATGM rounds. The ATGM rounds have semi-active thermal guidance. Guidance? Guidance. 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 So, guidance. so um, yeah, so now we're we're kind of moving up in the uh, the sophistication here of of some of these you know AP rounds, thermal guidance.
1: <laughs> it doesn't sound like you want to mess with this thing with as many guns and stuff mm. as it has. It, it's t- true to not poking the Wolverine. It feels like something you just don't want to mess with.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. It, I mean, it totally seems like the thing that's going to tr- shoot trespassers. <laughs> it's like these. I would imagine you could use on patrol around a like a compound mm. and use the searchlights. Yeah, You've got multiple guns. If uh, if uh, people show up, whether they're on foot or in vehicles, you have some sort of equipment that you could use to take them out. Um, if need be, uh, these are not heavy assault vehicles, but they definitely could patrol a uh, a facility, something like that. Super cool. That's kind of the picture I get. Mm-hmm. Typical, typical. <laughs> those corporations. Um, Always. Well, <laughs> we're, we're going to do one more, and then we're going to wrap it up, but I have a feeling we're going to get to some of these other vehicles, and some of you guys are going to notice this page ends with this next vehicle I'm going to read out, and then goes into hovers. And there's a whole bunch of hover vehicles. There are helicopters. There are drones. There are tanks. There are tons of other vehicles in this in this in just this one book, and there are other books, so we're going we're gonna to finish off with this one for this episode. This is the BMW 2020. There are some who consider law enforcement to be a close relative of combat duty. Most inner city cops consider combat duty to be the lesser hazard. The BMW 2020 urban patrol vehicle's military use is normally confined to security, but its off-road capability make it useful for field duty. And check out the picture in this thing. This thing's kind of like a bulky armored looking... Uh, four-wheel drive kind of off-road.
1: Looks like a bug. I don't know. Looks Looks like a
0: bug. It's like an armored bug with a big (laughs) turret on top. Yeah, Yeah, so it's off-road capable crash control systems, fire extinguisher, military radio, infrared, Light amplification and radar. It is turreted with one space weapon: 7.62 millimeter machine gun, 40 millimeter auto GL, or water cannon. So this is one of those vehicles that can actually be swapped out, where the, the gun can, the main cannon on top, um, can be changed out. So if you're playing a campaign and this you wanted to use something like this for riot control, you'd put in the water cannon, right? If you actually wanted to use this as like an assault vehicle, you could do that as well. You just have to swap out what type of gun it has on top. Um, this also can uh, has a, a crew of two and can hold four passengers, so it can be a small uh, passenger transport for dropping off a few troops in order to, you know. This is the kind of vehicle I would imagine is probably supporting a like a convoy of tanks maybe and is keeping to the edges of the convoy. Um, I would surround something like that with something like, you know, one of these. It's probably more agile than the tanks are. Can scout a little bit. Also has manpower to drop off if you need it.
1: Yeah, it looks like a good support vehicle. A lot of these vehicles that I'm noticing are, are definitely vehicles that are something that you would fight against. Uh, with the, a couple exceptions with some of the Nomad stuff where it kind of gives you an idea of like the living requirements and stuff that you, that are available to you. Seems like these are things like you should know what you're going up against. Uh, a lot of riot control type stuff, especially with this book. Yeah,
0: these are, um, yeah, these are designed for mostly the campaigns and the things that you're going to go up against, um, or the things that you're going to hack into and take control of yourself, potentially, Mm. um, but yeah, these are, these are the kinds of vehicles being developed by companies that are making, uh, anti-personnel vehicles, anti-riot vehicles, things like that to quell those kinds of situations, so, um, They're going to be sold to corporations or to, you know, somebody who has some sort of nefarious need for one of these to protect a very high priority target. You know, maybe even gangs might even get hold of one of two or one or two of these things in certain situations or purchase them on the black market and have them kind of retooled for their use.
1: It'd be really interesting to see if this this is an option for us as well. If they start having some of these type of vehicles in there, if you could actually have. Uh, some of these, like as a nomad, or or if you happen to come across like a caravan, and your one of your missions is to say like take it over, and you know the whole goal of it is is to to take out the caravan and then get the vehicles so that you can kind of build up uh, your your supply of vehicles or have parts and replacements and stuff. It it kind of a heist kind of uh, uh, adventure.
0: Yeah, I have to wonder about that because I haven't seen any driving of anything more than just uh, you know regular. Kinds of civilian types of vehicles. Yeah. So I don't know if that's, if stuff like this is uh, something you come up against, but you can't actually take and keep for yourself. Or is, in some games, it, you come across something like this and you might be able to, like, you know, kill the driver, get in and drive it, and then blow up the wall and take out the other vehicle. But in order to complete the quest, you get out of the vehicle and you, you move on, and you leave it, you don't actually take it with you. Um, it would also be very difficult for some of these vehicles to go back into some sort of garage or something where you would keep it Because yeah. of the size of them uh, the difficulty in in that um, and even some of the uh, um, I have a feeling that we're, I mean we're talking the future here, right? Like you're not mm-hmm. gonna all of a sudden swap out the license plate and people are not gonna oh, Assume that that's your legitimate okay to drive on the road vehicle and you're gonna be safe driving it around the city you know like Like you drive this something like this out in the open city and people are you're going to get everyone's attention. That's it's got to be a little bit weird.
1: Yeah, I I do remember um, when we were checking out some of the the past uh, some of the past uh, videos from Cyberpunk that there were definitely a few chase scenes where we were getting chased by some of these bigger vehicles. Uh, And especially Mm -hmm. like a scene in in, um, one of the Nomad uh, uh, life paths where you're you're kind of seeing a couple of these type of vehicles and, and big, big uh guys in, in armor, you know, coming at you with full riot gear and and guns. And it, it kind of looks like we might be set up to do some of these things where you might have to go after a caravan that's trying to take over your land, something that we we talked about in the past. So I'm I'm wondering yeah. if if we will actually get a chance to maybe take over some of these vehicles maybe use them for for our own needs to maybe even maybe that's how we infiltrate night city as a nomad we we take over a caravan and our job is to sneak in with the actual uh vehicle as a way of of getting away from the nomads but because you know you for whatever reason we have to get into the city and our way to do it is to, to hijack one of the vehicles taken from a caravan to sneak back into night city under the guise Could of uh, corpo or something yeah so
0: yeah, I don't, hmm. I don't know either. We're gonna have to wait and see. Um, yeah, I I think almost definitely we will be fighting against these things. I think we can say that for sure. Yeah, like there are gonna be situations where we come across something like this, and we've got to take it down. And you've got you know your rocket launchers and your grenades and and you're using whatever you can. Maybe there's even weak spots. Maybe you're trying to snipe through the glass with Ooh. specific weapons in order to take out the driver because the rest of the thing is too armor to penetrate. You know, like, who knows? Like, there could be all sorts of situations.
1: I like that. I like that. Let's, yeah. let's, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. You've, you've painted a really nice, a nice <laughs> scenario for me. I want to get in I want to play that scenario now. Yeah.
0: Well, there was the, there was a situation in um, the New Modern Warfare that came out did you play through that in the campaign? The, the campaign last for it is campaign actually really, really yeah. good. The last yes. campaign that just came out. There's a situation where you're up on, uh, you're sniping at stuff, <gasps> and oh, eventually yeah. they send all these vehicles at you, and you have to take out the wheels because the vehicles are too armored, and then you take out the ve- the wheels, and you're able to deal with them. So who knows? I mean, maybe we'll come across, um, you know, situations like. Well, here's the other thing. It, from some of the gameplay we've seen there's a lot of detail in the way that things dismember in the the way that the Weapons interact with the environment and the things that they're hitting I, I wouldn't be surprised either if there's some sort of dismemberment built into these vehicles as well That totally you, know, you, you land a, a you know a rocket hit at the right spot and it you know It takes out the front axle and the thing careens and crashes, you know, who knows?
1: In the, in one of the videos that I've got a link for, um, for, for the RTX, uh, one of the things that they showed off in the RTX video was you getting chased by a big van and the van like swerves, careens off the road, smashes into a building and it just like, it just collapses around the, the, the posts and stuff that it was actually being, that it, that it ran up against. So, yeah, I I would totally bet that there's going to be some sort of way to to kind of break down parts of the of of vehicles to to kind of help kind of shut things down, ways to yeah. kind of slow them down. That that I yeah. totally and, see that.
0: And it, it may be the kind of thing where, as the health of the vehicle ticks down, it, it breaks. But it may be the kind of thing where the different components on the vehicle have different amounts of health, and they break, and then that affects the way the vehicle functions. Um, you know, different games handle that in different ways. So, yeah, very cool stuff. Well. That's all the vehicles we've got for this episode. Um, we're going to go over some more in the future and, of course, some other lore stuff and some other news things in future episodes. Logan, is there anything else going on before we uh, head out? Anything else you want to talk about, share?
1: Not really. Things are just kind of going along. I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, I, I just I really want to to get more information from CD Projekt Red. And I can't wait to dive a little bit more into to the vehicle stuff and what we're going to be experiencing because I I think there's... There's a ton of stuff just from what you've talked about and from what I've seen that that I really want to see like implemented in the game. So,
0: yeah, oh, yeah, me too. That's, that's it. it. Yeah, and uh, chat and also our listeners, uh, if you guys have any questions or any thoughts about specific kinds of things that you want to know about. Send them our way. We'll do our best to research it and talk about it on a future episode. Um, You know, we've still got a few months before the game comes out, so there's still there's still some time to dig into this stuff. And you know, who knows? Maybe we'll come cover some stuff that uh, once the game's out, we'll be we'll be doing episodes where we're like, oh my god, I thought maybe this was going to be a thing. It's totally a thing. Or or we're going to be like, oh no, none of that stuff actually came true. We're idiots. You know, like either way, it'll be fun. (laughs) <laughs> so, <laughs> multiplayer and DLC, uh, and Fantasy says. Yeah, w- we can discuss some speculation on that. Um, there's not a whole lot of news that I've seen about it, but we'll keep our eyes peeled for that, and we'll definitely cover it in a future episode as as more totally. stuff comes out. Alright, guys. Well, thank you for tuning in. Um, I've been t- Robots, or Tom, this is Logan, and you guys know how to get a hold of us. Uh, check the Robots Radio Discord. The Cyberpunk Lorecast uh, section of the Discord is actually very active. People have been sharing a whole bunch of cool stuff in there. Um, also, you can find us on uh, Twitter and also on Twitch. I always get the two confused because they both start with the same sound. Um, on Twitter, so it's cyberpunk at Cyberpunk Lorecast on Twitter. Uh, Twitch.tv/RobotsRadio because this is on the Robots Radio Network, and I do a number of other Lorecast shows, including. Uh, Elder Scrolls Lorecast and the Fallout Lorecast and the Dungeons and Dragons Lorecast. So if you're into any of those other series, you can go check those out as well at robotsradio.net. You'll find links to everything or just search things on your podcatcher. Logan, you do the Keelhold podcast. You want to talk about that real quick?
1: You guys are into Sea of Thieves. If you like pirating, you like sailing ships, and you're just trying to get every bit of historic significance out of the world before you jump into uh, Cyberpunk 2077... (laughs) Head over to listen to Keel Hall podcast. Uh, I do a weekly podcast on Mondays for anyone that's a fan of uh, Rare or fan of Xbox and Sea of Thieves. Um, if you want to get a hold of me to talk about cyberpunk, I love talking about jacking into things and stealing uh, pirates booty or that sounded weird. That didn't come <laughs> Touch, out touching right. Touching booties. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, no. Bad, bad. Bad uh no (laughs) stealing treasure um i love talking about cyberpunk and i love talking about sea thieves and games in general so head over to twitter at capt underscore l-o-g-u-n because i gotta be the weird guy but uh yeah come say come say hi in the discord it's great to see you guys over there
0: yeah yeah. Love, love seeing you guys. That's one of the reasons we talk about this all the time, is that we love building community. We love hanging out with you guys. Uh, I can't wait to hear your stories about the things you do in-game. I can't wait till they add multiplayer, and we can get together and do that as well. If you want to be situated for multiplayer when it comes out, and have a whole bunch of awesome people to play with, our Discord is absolutely the place to go for that, because there will be, I'm sure, dozens of people saying, hey, Let's group up and do multiplayer. And who knows? Maybe there's going to be guilds and open world stuff. I don't know. We don't know yet. But if you want to be situated and have awesome people to play with, come hang out with us there. Also, this show is live every Saturday night on the Twitch channel. So come hang out with me there as well. And Logan and I both stream things on Twitch. So you can come hang out and play games with us. We'll definitely be streaming some Cyberpunk when that's out, too. For sure. So, all right, guys. Well... Check out the the links in the show notes for everything you need, and until next time, stay safe in Night City, and um, if you come across any of these vehicles, make sure you're equipped and ready, because uh, they look pretty badass. So, See you guys next time. Thanks for tuning in to the Cyberpunk Lorecast. This show is a part of the Robots Radio Network, smart podcasts for interesting people. If you'd like to help support the show, please tell a friend and leave a five-star review on iTunes. If you'd like to get in contact, please send an email to cyberpunklorecast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at cyberpunklore. Also, join the community on the Robots Radio Discord. The link is in the show notes. The music on the show was written and performed by The Midnight and was used with their permission. Go check them out at themidnightofficial.com. Until next time, stay safe in Night City.
1: We'll talk to you later. Since the dawn of time, there have been storytellers who teach through their stories. These myths give rise to fundamental truths, and these truths shape our collective experience. Yet these myths are not something of the past, and today they engage us more fully in the story itself. Video games allow us to live the lives of our favorite myths. My name is bluecrew 6 host of Focus Fire Chat, and I want to invite you to
0: explore our modern-day myths with us. Join with us as we explore the stories, the
1: mythologies of the Destiny franchise, as well as other games. Let's explore together. Hello. Hi. (laughs) Do you like bad movies? Do you find yourself defending bad movies, saying things like, well, the soundtrack was okay, or the costumes were pretty fun? From the previous hosts of It's Not That Bad podcast, we bring you Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast, from Simone LaRue and Chad Akovitz. Every week, we review two movies that did not do well critically, but we say, hey, there are some nice things about them. Maybe Rotten Tomatoes was wrong. Maybe they're all fools, and you should watch these movies regardless. We'll also talk about scenes that could have saved it, and we'll often refer to Simone's cats because they're amazing and adorable and we love them (laughs) and at the end of each review we will tell you whether we would watch this movie again or in what circumstances we would recommend you watch this movie so join us on July 9th for the first drop of our main episode and then two days later for our drop of our minisodes and on Robots Radio Podcast Network come see us on July 9th we love you so much already bye bye
0: When a Wasteland detective and a Vault Girl cross paths, no criminal is safe. You're both under arrest. Don't move a muscle if you know what's good for you. Based in Bethesda's Fallout series, follow Walter and Bunny as they traverse the Texas Commonwealth and New Vegas, busting big crime rings. We'll need all we can to expand into Vegas territory. And surviving anything the Wasteland can throw at them.
1: It's him! It's the Mob Man!
0: Featuring a series of nail-biting narratives and guest stars from across the Fallout community. It's anybody's guess what thrilling case is up next.
1: War never changes, does it, Bonnie? No, it certainly does not.
0: True Vault Escapades, a Fallout audio drama. Available anywhere you get podcasts.